Talking with T-Bird is back. I'm Rob Sestrino, back again with the woman who tracks down the survivors who may or may not want to be tracked down. Here is the great Teresa T-Bird Cooper. T-Bird, how are you? Hey, Rob, I'm good, and how are you? Yeah, doing good. I'm excited for this one today. This is a person who's actually a Talking with T-Bird listener who reached out to us that they uh, may want to uh, chat on Talking with T-Bird. Yeah, I'm excited about this one too because I think this was a your lot easiest of listeners, find yet. Well, I know it exactly. I think a lot of people think they know Randy, and I'm curious what we might get from him today. But I hope we can kind of delve deep into the Randy person and get some some good stuff from him. So we'll see. Okay, that's right. We're talking to Randy Bailey from Survivor Gabon, Survivor Heroes versus Villains today. Uh, someone who's been on Rob's podcast quite a bit uh many times though that uh, i've said something to uh offend randy where he doesn't want to stay on the phone and talk but uh excited that finally the combination of randy and t-bird that you have a person who is notoriously not friendly with the friendliest person around Well, you know, it's funny because I started doing the preparation for Randy and I'm like, okay, I'm not sure how this is going to go, but I sure hope Rob doesn't upset him and we lose contact with him quickly because that would be a crying shame. Mm -hmm. So we'll see how it goes. Okay. All right. (laughs) We'll see how it goes. Of course, uh, T-Bird, I want to ask you, uh, Big Brother All-Stars kicked off this past week. I remember two years ago when we first uh, were uh, doing podcasting and you were especially interested in Big Brother 20 because one of your coworkers was on that season in Bailey, and now she's back for Big Brother All-Stars. Are you watching this? Are you paying attention? Yes. Yes. You know what? I just started watching Big Brother then. That was when I first started watching because Bailey was a, was a Delta flight attendant. Yes. Thank you for that. And then I got kind of pulled in like you do. You just get pulled into it, and this is a perfect time to get pulled in with everything that's going on with COVID, with being quarantined. But yes, I did watch it the other night, and I wanted to tell you how thrilled, thrilled I was to see David back. He was from Atlanta. Yes! I didn't even knew David. Yeah, I don't, well, I don't, I reached out to David before he was on there with Bailey, right? Yeah, Yeah. because that's when I first started watching it. He was on with Bailey from Atlanta, Georgia. And for whatever reason, I gravitated to him really quickly, and then he was gone. That quickly, he was gone. And for whatever reason, my heart just tugged and pulled for him because I'm like, you know how excited it is to get to be on a show, to do something, and then all of a sudden, you're there, and then all of a sudden, you're gone. So I kept thinking, my heart just hurt for him, and so I really liked him. And Nicole is back, who I really liked her as well. So Which one? Seeing them... 
Wait a minute, Nicole that was owned there with David in hmm. Bailey. Yes, okay, Nicole. Did Nicole I... Anthony. Big Brother She's the 21. one that was the... Uh... Yeah. All right, wait, wait. I hope I get this right. Nicole was the one that was the kindergarten teacher. Yes, yes. That was just on with Dave. Yeah, and her and David seem to have a good rapport together. And I haven't been watching the live feed, so I don't know how things are going. But I really like Nicole a lot during the whole time. But David, like I said, I'm really gravitating again to David, kind of pulling for David and Nicole. Okay. And Bailey, too. And Bailey, too. All right. T-Bird, so that's exciting. Maybe we get you on a Big Brother podcast uh, one of these days. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. T-Bird, before we uh, get to Randy, let me take a moment and thank our sponsor. Those are our friends over at rockauto.com. Now, T-Bird, you are a multi-talented lady. Do you ever do any auto repairs? Uh, That would be no. No, no. See, I th- thought Absolutely that maybe you might. not. Yeah. Well, right now, a great reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you could use for other important things right now, like your mortgage or your food. Why would you want to spend 30%, 50%, or 100% more for the same exact auto parts at a chain store uh, at a new car dealership uh, when parts could be costing you way more money there? RockAuto.com is a family business. They serve auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few clicks delivered right to your door. RockAuto.com's catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals or do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? You wouldn't. Go to rockauto.com, see all the parts for yourself, for your car, or your truck, right? Rob is a podcast in the How Did You Hear About Us box. They know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, T-Bird, we got Randy on the line. Why don't you tell the audience who we're about to talk to? Okay. Today on Talking with T-Bird, we are joined by a giant a gentle giant. There are no words to begin to describe this larger-than-life character. He has been referred to as one of the most interesting, intelligent, and wickedly funny characters in Survivor history. We were first introduced to him in his shrewd strategy play on Season 17, Survivor Gabon. At the age of 49 years old, he made it to Day 30 and became the third member of the jury. His gruff and grumpy exterior and hatred for everyone made him an automatic shoe-in for heroes versus villains. As a villain, of course. And at 50 years of age, he managed to make it to day eight, where a twisted ankle and a machete that grew legs and walked off seemed to be his demise, or so I was told by the queen herself, Sandra Diaz Twine, a self-described ruthless bully who enjoys picking on those that were not blessed with his strength or intellect. As a mom, I can't imagine the terror of having one of my kids on the school bus with him, beginning their nervous, anxious, much wildly anticipated first day of school with this self-proclaimed bully. That is, if you believe the outer persona he portrays. 
Randy had plenty of time to give casting exactly what they wanted. After years of applying, he knew he needed to stand out to find his, quote, stick by giving them a character they couldn't turn down. Gillian Larson from Gabon explains that when she saw him in casting, he was the, quote, grumpy curmudgeon, and that would remain his character from start to finish. His marathons, triathlons, and two-time training for the Ironman competition in Hawaii helped him hold one of the all-time consecutive team challenge titles and earning an engineering degree from Vanderbilt University in Nashville, Tennessee and being a licensed instrument-rated pilot tells you this guy could hold his own not just physically, but mentally and intellectually as well. Often imitated, but never duplicated, he is original, being the first player to ever burn their buff. Once you meet him, you will never forget him. His crusty outer exterior is just a front for the sensitive man that is housed inside. Don't mistake his curt, sometimes short annex for anything other than a man who will give you the shirt off his back. His heart, as I have witnessed, is as big as his home state of Texas. Footnote, six fans were given his tickets to the finale by him. He will insist there is absolutely nothing special about him. He is just plain average, other than the immense love he had for his four-legged friend. And after talking with a few from his cast, I can tell you that average is not a word anyone would use to describe him. Angry, blunt, mean, and sarcastic, yet charming, and a bit of a train wreck is how he describes himself. Let me share what a few of his trimates shared with me about him. I was going through one of the most difficult times in my life, a very public, emotional ordeal. And I got a message from him that simply read, and I quote, keep your head up. I still remember exactly what he said and was moved by it. This was said by Crystal Cox. I'm being stripped of her Olympic gold medal. Another castmate shared with me how he taught her the important life lesson of the, quote, hook method, which still stands up some 12 plus years later. That from the always entertaining Corinne Kaplan. Another told me how funny she thinks he is and how she wished they had worked together on heroes versus villains. Yep, no, I wouldn't want to be quarantined with him, but I love seeing him and like many of his tweets. Told by another how he reached out to her before the season aired to give her a heads up that he didn't really mean all the negative comments he said about her during and including the confessionals quote, useless old woman. That was just my, quote, stick. Gillian Larson said this, and also she says, I actually love the guy. Sound like a bully to you? Well, Webster's definition of a bully is one who is habitually cruel, insulting, or threatening to others who are weaker, smaller, or in some way vulnerable. A castmate who was smaller and weaker than him and was pretty scared to get in the lake not knowing exactly what was in the lake, tells a story of a fearless guy afraid of nothing. So the memories these two shared over the unbearable, intolerable leeches is comical. A story shared to me by Ken Huang. 
Even Johnny Fairplay, one of the most notable Survivor villains, talks about what a great guy he is. Now, my first encounter. I met Randy when he was desperately trying to make flight plans to get to a fellow Gazmex's funeral to pay his respects and be with Dan Kay's family. He told me someone has to be there to represent his survivor family. The amount of love and caring he showed by this gesture sealed any negative first impressions I may have otherwise had about his character. I am honored to introduce to you our first player from season 17, the king of Survivor Gabon, my friend, the one and only Randy Bailey. Wow. Unbelievable. What an T-Bird. intro. Yeah, all, of, all I got to say is uh, I've never heard such a long intro. Uh, the reason I wanted to do this po- podcast is to, to hear my intro. Uh, I really don't have an interest to, to speak to you guys. So, you know, thank you thank oh. for the intro, and I will see you later. Wait, Randy. Wait, wait a bit. Tebra, I told you that he was going to do this. No, he didn't. He, I, I think we just had a glitch in the, the technical no, part. No, I, listen, Rob, I, no. Listen, I've been through this before with Randy. No, he wouldn't do that. Tebra, you, you made your intros too good. No, we'll see. I know, but I thought that he, this would grab him because I could barely get through it. I was like, there was a couple of parts that I knew I was going to have tr- mm-hmm. trouble getting through. I could through. hear the emotion in your voice. It was. I mean, I worked so hard on this because I thought, this is so important. And, and by the way, this is the longest intro by far I have ever, ever put together. Yeah. Ever. It, because for there anything. was so much yeah. for, for, for anything. <laughs> there was so much. So let try him again. I don't think that... I don't okay. think he meant to do that. I think he was overcome with emotion and he accidentally pushed the button with his chin or whatever he's doing. Okay. Yeah, that's what happened. It's... What? No. Wow. Okay. You know what might have happened then? He ha- he didn't realize he didn't hang it up. Mm-hmm. I guess we don't ha- Do people have hang-up phones anymore? <laughs> Randy might. Well, he might, he might, he might, and I'm thinking he does. Yeah, I don't. I know that. Do you have another guest? You have a backup? No. Are you kidding me? This was the. This is the guest. This. Are you kidding? I didn't have time to to prepare for. I've been working on this guest for weeks. Mm-hmm. This is the guest. Okay, just try him one more time, please. Okay. Hey, Rob. I don't know what we can do if he doesn't answer. I can just you and I can just talk about him, but amongst ourselves. Okay. Can we get some right. listener calls or something? <laughs> Hello? Yes, Randy, Randy. Can you please... So T-Bird worked very hard on setting up this interview. Randy, hey. Well, I, hey. Seriously, I just wanted to hear the intro, and, and it was uh, You owe it was T-Bird amazing. now. You owe I'm, T-Bird after that intro. All right, T-Bird, you got 10 minutes. Ho, ho, ho! I'll tell you, all right, just do the oh, intro right. again then. All right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Randy, that's the longest intro we've by like times two that we've ever had. Ever. Ever. Right, yeah. right Rob? Ever. Was it worth it, Randy? Do you want me to do it again? You know, it, 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 it was pretty accurate, but it's, it's when you put it all together, uh, you know, I almost like myself. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, Randy. You know, it's it's yeah, all it was, true, it was, every it bit. Was, it was too much. Mm-hmm. It, and, I, and yeah, I liked, I, I did recognize some of the, I know knew exactly what Jillian and, and Crystal were talking about. Uh, but some of the other people, well, not, I, not so much. I think, uh, yeah, yeah. Crystal, Crystal, and I had our, had our differences for sure. But when she, uh, when she, let me, how should I put it? When she ran into some difficulties with the Olympic Committee, mm-hmm. I reached out to her and and told her to, you know, keep her head up high and a few other things. And uh, you know, when times of crisis, you need to you know put away petty. Mm-hmm. You know, petty, petty baloney. Randy, how have you been holding up uh, these last couple of months? Oh man, I've had a, uh, I've had a whirlwind. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm ready for life to slow down. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if you know. I I took a Texas a, a teaching job in Texas, teaching eighth grade math. Yeah, and uh, it was kind of a last minute deal. Mm-hmm. And I went down there in February and. You know, completely moved, moving company. Long story short, I was down there just a couple of weeks, hated mm. the job, hated yeah. the kids, yeah. hated the school, and uh, hightailed it back here to Kansas mm-hmm. and picked up substitute teaching right where I left off. And then, then the shutdown happened after three weeks. And uh, yeah, it's it's been crazy. I'm I'm going a little bit, a little bit stir crazy. Yeah. You know? I wasn't sure if you were one of those people that under these types of circumstances of sort of like uh, stay home, don't go anywhere. Maybe I thought you could be thriving under those circumstances. Actually, actually, I was it, uh, for for about a month. Yeah. I took advantage of it and, and enjoyed the vacation. And it, it was nice to take the day off and watch Netflix and not mm. feel guilty. Yeah. Uh, it was and then, yeah, I thrived for a while, and then it just it it uh, you know my my uh, you know I I admit it I'm kind of a recluse you know that yeah but you know my eight hours a day in the schools uh, substitute teaching is kind of my social mm-hmm. outlet and 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 uh, you know it, it it's enough and uh, you know I get home by four or four thirty and I have the rest of the night to to be alone. So, uh, it's a, it's a nice mix, but alone. So you're social five months now. So basically your social outlet. So Randy, are you saying your social outlet is spent with third graders? No, no. What grade do you uh, teach? Middle school and high school. I I work in a, in a a real good school district and the, the kids are, are really well behaved and smart and it is a joy to uh sub for them and they think it's the coolest thing in the world that i was on survivor and they're they've got their chromebooks and they were pulling up clips on youtube and Mm -hmm. asking me questions and uh, i always uh bribe them i always tell them you give me 45 minutes of focus and studying and i will give you 10 minutes of YouTube videos and asking questions and stuff like that. So uh, it's always kind of flattering. So, so Randy, 
so they see the character. I'm going to say the character, this character you're playing out there. So this is a good time for me to ask you this. What is the biggest misconception about you? If people just watch you on the big screen and, of course, they don't know you personally, what is the biggest misconception they might take away from watching you on Survivor? Well, I mean, that's you, you kind of answered that yourself. I mean, you you saw the way I was edited and, and uh, the you know, I don't mind the the gruff edit or the grumpy edit. You, you know, that didn't bother me at all. What, what I did kind of resent about the edit was that I didn't make friends with anybody. And that uh, couldn't be farther from the truth, both in, in Gabon and Heroes versus Villains. What players did what you form bonds with that, that we didn't see? In uh, which season? Both. Well, you... you uh, you, you obviously saw Charlie, Marcus, and Corinne, that, those bonds, uh, also bonded with Maddie. Uh, just, you know, just about everybody except for Sugar and Crystal. And, uh, you know, not so much with Bob, but, uh, and, and I guess I, uh, a better, a better answer might be it didn't show the depth of, of our bonding. It just it just showed us as a as an alliance and and that was it. And I believe I believe your ten minutes is up, T Bird. Is it? <laughs> no, no, but Randy, I've got so much. I've got so much. So wait, don't go yet. Just hang on, just a minute. So you voted for Bob. You, I see you didn't vote for Sugar, or you didn't vote for Susie. So are you happy with the vote that you gave to Bob? I mean, would you do that differently now, or are you happy with that vote? <laughs> I've I've come out and said that I wished I'd voted for Sugar just to force force a tie, and uh, you know Bob would have ended up beating Susie in a tiebreaker, but I wouldn't have given him the money, <laughs> which would have which which would have been uh, a bonus for me. Because and what n- great TV, the, Randy? Also, yeah, it would have it, it, it would have been the first. Yeah, I, I often wonder if if Probst would have read six of the seven votes, or, or read all seven votes, mm-hmm. and, and it was a season, just a season or two ago, where they had the first time with with uh, Dominic, yeah, and uh, Wendell, yeah, and uh, what's her name? I can't remember her name. Laurel. Broke the tie. Uh, I wonder. I often wonder if they had, if I'd voted for Sugar, if they had made Sugar a jury member, like mm-hmm. they did in in Dom and Wendell season, and uh, had had Sugar vote, and Sugar would have voted for Bob a hundred percent because it was a seven person jury on a final three. Uh, they eventually said, like, uh, this is uh, really playing with fire here to do this kind of thing. Uh, the final vote was yeah, a four four three vote. Right. Yeah, worst final three in the history of the game. <laughs> Sugar, Susie, and Bob. Randy, did you keep close tabs on Survivor winners at war? I I did, but I uh, honestly I had a tough time following it. There're just too many, you know, with fire tokens and and the edge of extinction and stuff. I could not follow it like 
I could with an earlier season, like, you know, like Borneo, you know, it was, it was cut and dry. There was mm-hmm. Pagong and Tagi and, and you knew where lines were drawn. And, uh, I didn't know who was with who and winners at war. The only thing I knew for sure was, uh, Ben didn't like Jeremy. Mm-hmm. And that's all I knew. And the rest was just, yeah. yeah, all I knew was Ben didn't like Jeremy. Boston Rob got fat and, uh, that's all I could tell from just too much going on. Randy, that's good strategy. You want to make sure that you have enough uh, gas in the tank for the long haul, 39 days, Randy. It's good gameplay. That's smart. Who, who are you talking about? <laughs> I, I'm following you. Sorry. Boston. He was talking about Boston Rob having a little extra fuel. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he could have made it 100 days, like like they do on a loan. Randy, Randy, come on. Come on. Um, who did you root for oh, Randy, then? Me- who do you, who, who are you rooting for? I know you don't you don't love Boston Rob. No, I don't. Uh I was rooting for uh I, I would have been fine with a, a Sarah Lucina win. Mm-hmm. I would have been fine with uh Denise. Uh I uh yeah, I, I've been fine with most of them except except the the ones that you know, the ones that have been around forever and it's just, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've watched them enough. I'm not going to say anything bad about them. Yeah. I, I can, I can think it. Um, uh, but you know, we, we've seen them, you know, four or five seasons is, is too many mm-hmm. when it's the same, when it's the same old song and dance. Yeah. Randy, who were you disappointed not to see at winners at war? Cause there was like, there's a couple I was really disappointed not to see. Who were you disappointed that was not out there that you thought you, that you wanted to see out there? I wanted to see uh, Richard Hatch, of course, and, and I wanted to see Mike Holloway. I don't know why. Me too. Me too. They, me too. I don't me know too. how they didn't pick Mike Holloway. Mm-hmm. Oh God, I'm Mike Holloway all the way. I, I keep, me too. Me too. What about? Hold it. Hold it. What about you, Rob? On that one, Mike Holloway. Yeah, uh, I think yes. Mike, Mike Holloway. I think might be fun to talk to on uh, this show, T Bird. Yeah, I know, but but yes, but I'm wondering what did you think about him not being? Did did you, I thought for sure he would be out there? I was hoping he'd be out there. Mm-hmm. And, I just, and, so, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a problem watching Bob Crowley again. That would be interesting. Uh, you know, just to watch him fall on his face. That would be <gasps> that would be glorious. Ooh. You, th- oh, you oh. feel like Bob wouldn't have done well in this season, Randy? No, he wouldn't have. And 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 bear with me when I say this, and you got to think about it. But Bob Crowley did not do well on his only season. <laughs> I give you that he that he won. Yeah, but he definitely. But did. Uh, he didn't do well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, he, I did. You know, he was, I did uh, reach out. So, Randy, I did reach out to Bob Crowley, FYI. Yeah. But up to now, at the time of our taping here, I have yet to hear anything back. I don't know if that's by design or what, but from what you're saying, it might possibly be. Hmm. That that warms my heart to hear that he snubbed me. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) No, he didn't snub you. He snubbed (laughs) Randy, he snubbed me. He snubbed me. He didn't snub you. Maybe he had nothing nice to say about Randy. No, I, I well, rode Bob for years. Uh, he just, 
he didn't thank me for for breaking the tie and giving him one million dollars. He never mm-hmm. thanked me. Yeah. And when I chewed his ass out for not thanking me, he still wouldn't thank me. Hmm. He, he would just like, I'm sorry, I overlooked it, and I'm just like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, we it, it was. It was Tokentine's finale. We we all kind of had a reunion in New York, and yeah, a a group of us took a cab somewhere to I don't know. We went to lunch or something, and there was like four of us crammed into the four or five of us crammed into this into a cab, and uh, one of them was Bob, and uh, the cheap mother. Uh, you know, when it came time to f- pay the fare, he's looking for his wallet and, and uh, he's like, OK, that'll be four dollars and seventy five cents per person. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, fuck you, you old geezer. You're paying for it all. <laughs> that might understand why I didn't hear back from it. <laughs> so you feel like if you uh, if you vote for somebody and you're the deciding vote, if they win the million, then they should pay for your cab fare that at the very least. No, they should buy me a damn Harley or something. Yeah, uh, or or an envelope with twenty grand in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I gave him a million dollars. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Do you wish you would have voted for Susie? Then would Susie have paid it for your any cab rides for you? <laughs> no, I told you. I wish I'd. I'd uh, yeah. Well, but maybe Susie would have given you something. I think she would have. Yeah. I think she would have. I, I mean, we didn't. We. Clearly didn't bond in our season, but Susie's, uh, she's a nice lady. Yeah. Does anybody keep up with her? I feel like I've never encountered or had a run in with Susie. I haven't heard anything about Susie uh, since Gabon. I haven't seen her since, uh, since the finale. Yeah. Uh, I did. It's weird. There's some people that they do, they're on Survivor and then you know everything that they're doing for the rest of their lives. And there's other people that uh, they're gone and you never hear from them ever again. Well, I did. I did see in the. Uh, it was all over the internet. I'm sure you saw it too. Her, where her her son was, her only son was killed in a car accident. Oh no, I didn't. I, uh, I didn't know that. And that was uh, mm-hmm. she. You know, she lived for her son, mm-hmm. and it was just very, very, very sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's terrible. Yeah, it was. It was a. I don't know that it was a car accident, but uh, yeah, I don't know the details, and that, I'm not sure. It, it this had to be. Four or five years ago. Mm. Yeah. I, and I hope she's doing well. I don't want to hang out with her, but I hope she's doing well. Mm. Yeah. So, Randy, who do you think is one? Tell me who you think is the most underrated player that you've seen. It can be old school or new school, of course. And who is the most overrated player? I think I've... Uh-oh. Rob, yeah, I might I be open a can, can of worms on this one. Yeah. I, I know, but it's going to be fun. So, let's going to be fun. Run with it, Randy. Run with it. Well, the most underrated player, obviously, is me. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, of course. Absolutely. Uh, no, and I don't. I don't. Uh, yeah, and I'm, I was kidding saying that there's a lot of underrated players and, and luck has so much involved. But I don't I did not get enough credit in in Gabon. Uh, some people gave me enough, some credit, but. You know, I, uh, I, if you, if you watch closely from, you know, you know, they had me narrate the season because I was the only one that knew what was going on. Uh, well, Randy, yeah, that, and there was more to it than that. You were colorful. You were, you were fun. You were, 
you're a fantastic character to narrate. I mean, so you did know what you were doing and what was going on, but you were also, you were, you're a great character. Wouldn't you say, Rob? Oh, right. Would that have something to do with it? Yeah. I mean, yes. Anyway, getting back to your question, and and thank you guys for saying that, but uh, I think, thank you. uh, you Yes. there, there are so many. There are so many survivors that had that got screwed from twists or, or swaps or whatever. Aaron from China, mm-hmm. he could be the best player of all all time. You know, he, he you, you know, arguably, he's never made a mistake in Survivor mm-hmm. ever. Uh, you can say that about Jackie in Gabon. You can say that about uh, Jamal in season thirty nine. You know what he was he was penalized for reading a clue that he found mm-hmm. uh, stupid. Uh, you know, he could be the greatest player of all time as, as far as the most overrated player of all time. That's that's a slam dunk. Uh, you know, any of the. Uh, Sanders overrated, way overrated. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I got news for you. The queen does not stay queen. She's not the queen. She, it, Tony's the queen. His his batting average Tony's is the, way better. Mm-hmm. I've never Tony's met, the I've met Tony, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Boston Rob. We better not. Has not made the jury. Wait, Boston Rob is probably the pound for pound. He's the he's the most <laughs> underrated player. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm overrated. <laughs> I, say. I blew that line. Yeah, <laughs> pound for pound. <laughs> yes, I got it. I got it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, don't call Tony. I don't think Tony wants to be called the queen. We better call him the king, Randy. I did call him the king. You called him. You did oh, say he was the queen, but that's that's you fine. called oh, him the yeah. queen. That's fine. You've been, but I <laughs> no, got what you were saying that you right. were basically. I mean, he's combining you know, and, the. You know, plus, plus Tony's a little bit, you know, self self deprecating and and a little bit humble, and he realizes how much luck plays involved with every with everything you know and sandra doesn't she's just like i'm the best that's ever played and you know she's not i've played with her yeah i think that's a good point randy where i i think that um tony really what was the secret to his success he came back this season and and maybe because it was that he was humbled in uh survivor game changers that he came back and said look if I am going to win, if I am going to be the greatest, I need to lower my uh, price. It's not about like uh, being the person, like being noticed. Like that, that will come with a successful run here. It's not about like me branding myself as the best. I just need to sort of like uh, keep my head down to a point where I can actually like uh, have a shot at this thing. Yeah, he, he uh... he's humble. Yeah, he, and he he learned from his his second time out. He learned a lot and and went went to school on what he needed to change his third time out, and it was it was masterful. Yeah, and uh, you know Sandra, her first two times out, both of those seasons, she was never ever ever considered a threat mm-hmm. ever. Yeah, uh, you know until you know final, you know. Final four or so. I mean, Not she sits either. out every yeah, yeah, sits out every challenge. You, you know, we've never seen her make fire, or I, I, I don't re- remember it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we've seen her cook. Yeah, and she stole my chicken in Heroes versus Villains. I still 
Mm-hmm. That's I still uh, think she did. Mm-hmm. She she won't admit it, but but it's it's yeah the uh, yeah I didn't enjoy winners versus war the 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 egos and and uh, it was just too much. Yeah. Randy, what would you like to see Survivor come back and do? Assuming Survivor comes back at some point, like, what do you think uh, they need to really focus on? I would, I would absolutely love Jeff Probst on day one, introduce two, two tribes of eight and say, we are going back. We're turning back the clock. This yeah. is Borneo all over again. No immunity idols. No nothing. We'll we'll have a, a reward challenge one day. We'll have you know just back to basics. And uh, you know you, what what Survivor has done the last decade is they they've gotten away. The, the players when they start the game don't even know what game they're playing. Mm-hmm. And y- you know that like like in both my seasons we we didn't you know in Gabon we didn't know what what game we were playing we didn't we didn't know that there was going to be two swaps uh we didn't know that when we were merging for real that the producers decided not to merge yeah because because it would have been a landslide mm-hmm. uh, yeah i would I, that's i'd like to see survivor uh have rules at the beginning. Yeah. Everybody, you know, and, and if sure. you're going to have idols, you say there's going to be two immunity idols in this game, not three, not one. There's going to be two. And, you know, let them, you know. And I don't think they'll ever do exactly what you're talking about, but I do wonder if maybe this super long layoff, I mean, it has been over a, a calendar year since one day of Survivor has been filmed, that they wrapped up Survivor 40 in July of last year. Now, we here we are 13 months later. Still, they have not shot one second of Survivor since that point. I wonder if where, you know, that they were doing all of these things because every season, we're filming so many seasons back-to-back, everything's blurring together. I wonder if that there might be, whenever they get back to filming a season of Survivor, maybe just like a little bit less of a foot on the gas in terms of... Uh, uh, really having to make things seem fresh in that the whole show is going to feel fresh because you haven't done it in forever, uh, maybe almost uh, you know a year and a half. So I don't think you're going to need as many twists and bells and whistles uh, whenever they get back. I, I think you're right. And I think they should take a page out of the Big Brother playbook and, you know, you know, Big Brother with them all cooped up into a house. I mean, talk about a, a COVID nightmare. Survivors got it easy. They're out on a beach with a breeze. Mm-hmm. You know, well, they they, they quarantined everybody for the right and, and tested and did everything. Uh, sure, and and I don't see why they can't do that for Survivor. Uh, Survivor. Don't get me worked up about this, Randy, because uh, that I feel like Survivor really could have figured out a way to do this if they wanted to. I know. I know. Jeff is in in. Uh, what is he now? Like sixty six? He's in that high risk group. <laughs> He's not. Jeff is not sixty six. <laughs> Jeff is not sixty six years old. That is that is fake news. Oh, hey, you guys. You know what, Randy and Rob. You know what I was thinking about what? that because what you guys are saying makes total sense. But I kept thinking, you know, the production staff and team and. 
there's hundreds. I keep thinking, if you see it on TV and you think there's just the players and a few people, but when you think of production and the hundreds of people, I mean, I guess they can quarantine hundreds of people, but I guess I kind of thought that might be something that might be a little tricky. Mm, yeah. They're, they're quarantined basically anyway in... Uh you, you know, they have their, their little tent city of, of, I guess they don't in Fiji anymore. They stay in hotels and stuff, but, uh, you know, they, they, they only interact with themselves. So they're all, you know, they're, they're quarantined just by, you know, by definition of how the show is produced. Yeah. As are the contestants. Yeah. Well, it doesn't surprise me that you would say, you know, going back to season 41, when when it happens, because I think I read that you said early on somewhere that you are a purist and that you guarantees, guaranteed that if you played the game and it's not poisoned with too many twists, you would win the game. So yes, and, and that I wouldn't surprise That was in my CBS bio, which I wrote after the fact. So I knew that the game was poisoned with twists and I knew that I did not win. Yeah. So, oh, uh, both okay. of those things came true. Yeah, and all that, now, all that you stuff become- you read at the, the, the beginning, T Bird, with uh, Randy enjoys being a bully and all that stuff. That is right off of my keyboard. CBS. Oh, not, I knew you had written did it. Not write that. I knew you. No, I knew you had written it because it even said that you. That's how you described yourself. But so, they, so Randy. They signed off on it. Liked it, I guess. Well, I'm sure they loved it because they'd already watched you play. They thought, "Hey, this is this is spot on. This is going to work out beautifully." Mm-hmm. Have you been Have you been contacted for three times the charm? No, I have not. I uh, back when Lynn was was uh, still running the show, I got a couple emails from her, but but it wasn't. They weren't interested in me playing again. They were just refreshing their database of of mm-hmm. old players just in case mm-hmm. I, I think i think every single survivor got one or or at least the ones that they had information on so no i i really have not been contacted randy something that t-bird said in the intro was that you were a longtime survivor fan and you wanted to be on the show and then you figured out how to game the system to ultimately get cast on the show is that accurate and could you tell us uh, what you did I, uh, yeah, I'll go, I'll go back to the very beginning. I, I lived in, uh, Plano, Texas and, and a friend, a, a friend that was a girl, a girlfriend that not romantic, but okay, platonic uh, friend, pl- pl- right. Her and her friend came to me during the airing of, uh, Australia season two. Yeah. And she said, she, you know, she knew that I dabbled with video and stuff and she asked if I'd help her help them with their audition video. And I'm like, you're crazy. You know, there's a hundred thousand people apply. And, uh, I ended up helping them and I ended up putting one together for me just to enjoy the process. Had you been watching the show? Oh yeah. Okay. I, I From day one. Right. Uh, you know, night. Uh, yeah. The uh, first, the, premiere of Borneo, I was channel surfing and I, I probably watched half of it. And I think they reran it a few nights later. Yeah. And then I watched all of it. And, uh, yeah, it, it had me from the beginning. Anyway, uh, I applied 
you know, twice a year until season 14. It took me 12 audition tapes to get a phone call. Wow. And, uh, and and what I was doing was I was producing, you know, well-edited movies with, you know, sound effects and special effects and, and, you know, the lighting was perfect and the audio was perfect. And, you know, uh, and then for season 14, and you even saw my season 14 audition take, Rob. It was when it was when they'd come out with that DVD yes. from the Amazon. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Where all you guys were 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 interviewed multiple times and stuff. And and uh, I pretended to interview you guys. Mm-hmm. If you remember, I know. Yes, it was a long I remember. Time. You had uh, Dan Lube featured prominently. I feel like. He was in there. You were you were in there. Uh, uh, you know, every everybody was in there, and uh, you know, and it was just it was just a video that I put together to entertain myself. And you know, I say CLCBS likes this, and I'll waste their time. Sent it in, and damned if they didn't call me. And and uh, I and I just like, you know. What what was different about this attempt than the other the previous twelve, and what was different was it was it was me being me, mm-hmm. it was me being funny. It was me, you know, with my sick sense of humor and and uh, yeah, a girl named Dominique called me. She was a casting girl, and uh, she called me one morning, and I'm just like, holy shit! And then I then I went to school all day long researching interviewing and and uh for for reality tv and stuff i got I, I got in my head too much and when she called me back and interviewed me again i just i was wishy-washy and and uh never heard from her again and then for for the next season and that was season 14 season 15 was uh what was season china season 15 was china i uh Somebody put me in touch with Lynn Spillman, showed her showed her my tape, and she said, "No, this guy's too old," which, which is kind of funny. Forty nine at forty nine. Huh? I said you were forty nine. Well, at the time I was forty seven. Mm-hmm. I think. Oh, okay. When, okay. when she said I was too old, and then, and then, season sixteen came out. And I, uh, I saw it was fans versus favorites, and uh, I recognized a couple of, uh, or I recognized one fan, uh, Mikey B. He was an actor, and I actually recognized him from a beer commercial or something. And I, and and with that, I just said, you know, there's no way way I'm getting on this silly show. They're, you know, they they get, they're recruiting actors and models, and uh, so I'm giving up. And anyway, at the last minute for season 17. A uh, friend talked me into applying last minute, and I had the next day air the the tape in, and uh, and again it was it was me just sitting at a table with a bottle of scotch and a steak and uh, just ranting about life. Mm-hmm. My video, my vi- the time limit on the video was three minutes. My video was eleven, mm-hmm. and uh, I did four takes of of a. 10 minute plus video uh, one right after the other and take one. I was too stiff 
because I wasn't drinking enough. Uh, take takes three and take take three. I was too drunk and was slurring my words. Take four, I was just shit faced and and there's no way I could send it in. But take two was perfect. Uh, I sent it in and overnighted it. That next night, I got a call from Lynn Spillman. Uh, I, I mailed it on a Monday. Tuesday at like 7 p.m., Lynn called me. And uh, I found out later that a, a casting associate that was brand new, it was her first week, saw my tape. And she, she was just being trained and, and learning. And she took the tape to Lynn. And uh, she said, the, the, the girl said, is this sort of what you're looking for? And... Uh, and I found out all this stuff a year later after the show had been shot and aired and everything. But uh, Lynn called every single casting associate into her office, showed them all the tape and said, I'm going to show you that this guy is not the guy he says he is. Mm-hmm. And so the whole casting team was just sitting there being quiet. Lynn's got me on speakerphone trying to break me. And uh, of course, she couldn't. And this was this was in January uh, for, for the show not to be shot until finals weren't until April. And the show was going to be shot in the summer. And, and uh, Lynn actually said, uh, this is the very first call that that we've made this casting season. And I'm like, you know, I'm being a smart aleck, of course. I'm just saying, you know, so what? You know, what, what does that have to do with anything? I don't care if it's. The thousandth call that, you know, I just want to be on the show. And uh, so and believe it or not, and this is this is pertinent because of my uh, long on long ongoing skit with you with hanging the phone up. uh, I actually did that for real when Lynn called me. She said uh, she called me and she said, this is this is Lynn Spillman calling from Survivor. And I said, get the hell out of here. No, it's not. And just hung up. Mm-hmm. And I knew, I knew it was her because the, it was a private call and, or blocked or whatever. And, uh, and I thought that would go along well with my character. And she called me back like 20 seconds later. And I, I found out later that the whole room of people were laughing. Mm-hmm. I think it was hysterical. So and, and that what was, was she going to do though? She's going to, how was she going to expose you who you, you were and who you said you were? She was the the beginning of my video. Uh, it's it's I've, I've like got a printed copy of the application. I pick up the printed copy of the application and, and it says, OK, talk about your job. Talk about uh, talk about yourself. Talk about your family. And I said, OK, my family, they're all dead. I hope you're happy. And and then uh then I said, okay, talk about your job. And, I'm, and then I started talking about being a wedding videographer and they got a big kick out of that. And mm-hmm. uh, so she didn't believe that uh, my whole family was dead and they weren't, but mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, she, she was just, she was trying to expose me that I wasn't as, as, grumpy and crazy as as i portrayed uh yeah i i, I was the, the video was i was sitting at a, a table with a formal tablecloth and candles 
and uh, my dog's urn and a bottle of scotch. And I was sitting there eating about like a four pound steak. And uh, someone told me that you should make a video that they want to know more mm-hmm. about the person. Yeah. And, you know, seeing that, I mean, who, you know, who does that? Who, who, who has a tablecloth and candles by themselves? Um, so anyway, it worked. And, uh, then I found out later that they went on a, uh, nationwide search for people that I would hate. And they found Jillian. They found, <laughs> they found Susie. They found, so they uh, worked backwards on Survivor Gabon. They found you and then they said, okay, well, <laughs> let's find all the people this guy will hate. They, exactly. Yeah. And, and I, and, Noelle, who was who was the casting associate, she she told me all this after the fact, and I know it to be true. Uh, on on uh, on the van ride interview at CBS Studios, you know what I'm speaking of—the big interview that's yeah. make or break. It's at the end of your ten days being sequestered in the hotel, and uh, you know there's a line of you know there's like fifty finalists that are in line to talk to Les Moonves and, and everybody. And uh, Lynn's assistant came up to me and she said, Randy, if you nail this interview, you're on the show. It's that simple. Uh, and she said, to make you look good, look who we put just in front of you. I was third in line. Susie was first in line and Jillian was second in line. <laughs> and, and, I was th- and I was thinking that you know, I, I was buying what they were selling me that they put a couple of, you know, boring old women that, you know, that would hey, make they me put look them on better. the show, though. Huh? They put them on the show. They must not have been oh, that boring. Well, well, they were being interviewed, you know, to, uh, you know, they were, I was on the show at, yeah. already. Yeah. They, they were being auditioned whether or not I was going to hate them or not. And uh, <laughs> in my, <laughs> I, I used to own a hair salon franchise, believe it or not, mm-hmm. uh, a, a couple of them. I thought it would be a business where I could just sit back and count the money. And uh, so and, and anyway, at the time, I learned to hate hairstylists. And uh, Susie, of course, was a hairstylist. And, and that's why she got on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, okay. and they, after after Lynn called me in January. I didn't hear from them for about a month, you know, because they were busy trying to find people to piss me off. You wouldn't think it would be that hard. No, it wasn't. It turned out it wasn't very hard. They, uh, um, they, uh, I read in a, in a book somewhere that it, it said, whatever you do, be memorable. If you're walking into a room to be interviewed and there's four people in there that are going to interview you as you walk into the room, trip and fall or something like that. Yeah. And they will remember you. And I thought of what I was going to do for that. So, uh, before I flew to LA, I bought a red speedo that was like two sizes too small. Okay. And, and every day at pool time, <laughs> I go out to the pool wearing this <laughs> red speedo with, with, about three inches of my crack showing. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the very first day I went right next to the pool and there's like, you know, 10 other survivor finalists and 
couple of producers and stuff hanging out out there. And I, I get up on the diving board with my red speedo and start stretching and doing like yoga poses and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, look up at, I look up at the, I look up at the hotel and there's like people on the eighth floor with their walkie talkies. You know, I, I just imagine what they're saying. Just like, you know, Lynn, look out your window, look at the pool. You got to see this. Uh, <laughs> And I'd see curtains being pulled and they'd be looking and I, I pretended to be oblivious to it and just continue my stretching. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, yeah, a couple of days later meeting with, with Probst and, and, uh, Mark, they, they said, did you really wear a red speedo to the pool? <laughs> and, and I said, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I just put on one of my swimsuits. I'm not sure what color, you know, I, yeah. Just playing dumb. Anyway, <laughs> I, I own him. Mm-hmm. Maybe you That's are uh, very underrated as a player. This is a, a lot of uh, manipulation that went into this. They also, oh. the producers were saying, tell me about, uh, tell me about, you know, some of the people that you're seeing around here. And I, I had my, I brought my laptop with me and I don't even remember, but one girl was reading uh, a self-help book and I got the title of it and the author's name from, cause she was sitting like 10 feet away from me at the pool. And I, uh, went back to my room and Googled it and, and got all this ammunition mm-hmm. on, on the author of the book. And, and I, I ended up psychoanalyzing this girl from the book that she was reading. And, um, you know, they, they thought that was pretty clever. They also asked me about Bob and, um, I said, I said, that guy is a, a scientist from Boston, and I know he's from Boston because his, his wristwatch is two hours off Pacific time. And so the guy's too stupid to figure out how to change the time on his watch. And, it, you know, it turns out, you know, Bob was a physics school teacher from Portland, Maine, which is about an hour from Boston. So I hit the nail on the head there. And, uh, found out later that they were amazed at, at, at that call. So. Brady, you are a casting dream. <laughs> you did, I mean, but Rob, I mean, very smart. I mean, that's really smart. I mean, everything I'm hearing from you right now, doing everything you could to stand out. And Gillian said she had you pegged because she said right from the start, when I, she said she was sitting in the room with you in casting, which obviously you've just said that's true she said i knew exactly that he was going to be the the um the grumpy curmudgeon and she said he played it through the hallway even on on the show i mean you were in character so kudos to you for for that that's awesome well you know i i I wouldn't have done such a great job at it if i hadn't been declined 15 times uh, I knew exactly what not to do. And, and on the last day, and I, I know a lot of people that are interested in getting on the show, listen to your po- podcast, Rob. So that's why I'm going into this. I know they will find mm-hmm. it interesting. Uh, on the last day, they uh, my flight wasn't until the next morning. And I'd been there the whole 10 or 11 days. A lot of people were already gone. And... Uh, I was sitting in the restaurant by myself and I ordered, uh, it was a 
cheap bottle of scotch that, you know, I could buy here at home for $12 and the hotel was charging ninety nine ninety nine for it for a, a fifth of, of scotch. And, um, you know, I told the waitress, I just said, put it on, our, on my room, you know, knowing that CVS was going to be paying for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, which, you know, added to my, this guy doesn't give a shit about anything persona. And, uh, so the bottle comes and a glass of ice and I'm, I'm pouring my drink and celebrating and, uh, two, uh, casting people come over to my table and said, Randy, no, you cannot be drinking. Uh, it, it is against the rules. And I just said, I'll tell you what, you got two choices. You can get the hell out of here or he can, you can go get a glass and I'll pour you a drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said, I just made the highest rated show on primetime CBS and I'm going to drink this bottle of scotch tonight and there's nothing you can do about it. And, and they're giggling and, uh, Neither one of them joined me. They just sat about 10 feet away from me, you know, babysitting, so making sure I didn't do anything too terrible. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, do not be, great- if you're applying, do not be boring. Be memorable, whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. That's great. It, and so, Randy, so many people will say they want to do it. They want to do it. They'll apply. Maybe they won't even apply, but maybe they'll apply once. So these stories of you you sending 12 audition tapes, you really wanted it. And good for you. So that's I love for people to hear yeah. that. Randy, my only question is, you get a ding that, on that. is that still the model for casting now in the post Lynn Spillman era? Because that what I had always heard about the differences between uh, Lynn and her casting preferences and where we are now, I feel like that you were exactly the kind of person that was a Lynn Spillman pick. And I feel like that now they are not necessarily casting survivor for somebody who is coming in as a person to be a villain. That's yeah, I agree with that completely. Uh, I'm glad I got on when I did, or I, I don't fit the mold today in, you know, the way probes cast the show now. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, I'm, I'm way older and I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I'd want to play. Not sure. You know, you're I'm, not that old. You're not that old, Randy, Randy, you're <laughs> not that old. That's right. T bird and I, I think are like a week apart in age. Yeah. Yes, we are. We're, and we're certainly not old. That's for sure. Okay. So Randy, you just, you kind of said the answer to this. So if you were contacted, would you go back? Do you want to go back or would you say, mm, I'm, I'm too, I'm just too, I can't do it. I'm not going to use the word you used. You know, you but, you, you never know. You, you never know when your number is going to come up. Uh, you know, you, you just never know. Like, you know, Tyson played uh, twice and, and failed twice. And, you know, his number came up the third time. And uh, you, you just never know. And. Uh, All right. Well, let me ask you this. I'm going to give you a choice. So I ask you if you play Survivor again. I'm going to go with that. So, yes. Uh, what I about this? A no. A no. A no. Okay. What about this? I'm going to give you a choice of four place, of four shows. Tell me which one you would do, if any of them. Big Brother, Amazing Race, Survivor, or we got to cross over into another network because I know you really like it. The Bachelor. <laughs> Which one? And you can be and you can be the Bachelor or you can just be on the Bachelorette. Whatever one you want to do. 
Would you want to do any of those? Uh, I, 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 I either he- do Big Brother or Survivor. Probably Big Brother, just for something new. Oh, God, I think he'd be great on Big Brother. Great, don't you, Rob? Uh, I think that uh, Randy be great on uh, just about anything you put him on. Uh, are you watching Big Brother yeah, All Stars, Randy? I am. I listened to your uh, premiere podcast yes. this morning when I was on the road. Do you know any of these players that are back for Big Brother All Stars? Yeah, I, kn- I know several of them. Uh, Ian, I feel you- like you got you got to know Ian, right? Oh yeah, Ian's Ian's great. Uh, I'm pulling for Ian. Yeah, we you know back in the day. There used to be a big uh, charity event in Vegas right when the Big Brother house let out. And the whole Big Brother cast would always go to Vegas and, and uh, you know, they'd fly survivors out there, you know, for free. And uh, mm-hmm. that's where I met uh, Danny Donato yeah. and uh, Ian and uh, let's see who else do I know? Uh, let's see who. Yeah, I, I can't think right now, but mm-hmm. uh, Ian and Danny. Yeah. Let's see who, who else would who else is going to that uh, Vegas event. Anyway, doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know a few of them and uh, enjoying it. Even even watching the live feeds. Whoa. In, in quarantine, I don't spend all day doing it, but yeah, I'll, you check I'll it spend, out. I'll spend thirty minutes. Yeah. Anyway, before we put. Casting completely to bed, I want to say uh, of all my Survivor stuff that I've done with Gabon and Heroes, Villains and stuff like that, the most fun of the entire journey was from uh, January 28th when Lynn first called me, called me until uh, I think it was July 1st getting on the plane to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the casting, you know, the interviews and, you know, cause all I was thinking was, you know, holy shit, I'm going to make it. Uh, after all these years, I'm going to make it. And it was just, you know, a blast for me. Uh, you know, the game, you know, watching Gabon was fun, but you know, nothing was fun about heroes villains to, for me. Uh, but you know, casting, Casting was a blast. Mm-hmm. One of the questions I was going to ask you, but I think you just, you definitely just answered it. Did you like playing, were you more comfortable like playing more with strangers than you do with people that you had played with or seen before? So. Yeah. And, and, I, and Rob can attest to this and I wish you could attest to this T-Bird because you certainly deserve to be a two or three time player. Uh, yeah, the, the egos of people are so big the second and third time they play that it's just, I couldn't even take it. It's, you know, the, the, the first time, when, when you go to an all-star season, like your season all-stars and my season heroes villains, everybody there was the star or one of the top three or four stars of their season. And uh, the, the egos, are, you just can't. I couldn't deal deal with it. It's just, uh, yeah, playing with strangers is better. And and what Much is the better. moment you're what's the moment you're most proud of on either season, and the moment that you probably wish you could take back? On what I'm most season? proud of is probably throwing my buff in the fire. Oh yes, 
what am I least proud of? Let's see. Least proud of, uh, well, probably two answers to that. Uh, I attacked Crystal Cox at, at a tribal council, and some of the things that I said were borderline uh, racist. Uh, I didn't mean them to be, and, you know, I apologized over a decade ago. Uh, you know, I wish that didn't happen. Uh, I'm sure you remember that, Rob, because you've, you've harassed me about it a time or two. Uh, well, that's, very, that's very big of you to acknowledge that, Randy. Yes. Well, very. Unlike, unlike Coach, I'm not a little man, mm -hmm. <laughs> as Fatty once said. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, game game wise, gameplay wise, what I regret the most is voting off Dan instead of Susie. Of course, mm -hmm. uh, I'd be. You know, top four for sure, if not in the finals. You know, people people don't look at, at Gabon and, and really do the math on the different uh, permutations of people in the finals. You know, because, you know, I had friends on, on both sides. And if, if I'm sitting against it, any two... Any two of Sugar, Crystal, Bob, uh, Ken. Well, it d depends on de depends on. Uh, yeah, if I'm there with Ken and and uh, and Maddie, you know, I probably win because Ken and Maddie will split the Fong votes, and I'll get all the Coda votes. Yeah, I think I think if I'm there with any two Fong members, I have a pretty good shot. Uh, if I'm there with Bob and another Fong member, I have a pretty good shot of winning. But that wasn't to be, you know. And, and people from the edit will say, you know, they're they're listening to this right now and they're saying, Randy, you're delusional. You had no chance of winning. Uh, they may be right, but I don't. I don't think so. Anyway, well, I said in your, you've gone Randy, way said, over your ten minutes, okay. T-Bird. No, wait, no, I'm almost finished. Yeah. Wait, what, I'm almost finished. Yeah, what other no, questions yet no, for Randy? All right, all right. I, well, think, I got a couple more things. I, I could do this all day. Honestly, this is. Uh, you know, I've been in quarantine. <laughs> I'm dying to talk to people. <laughs> all right. Who? Okay, I already know exactly my answer for this, and we'll ask Rob after you say, but. Who mirrors your gameplay or your character? Yes, in your intro, I said you're original, one of a kind, and you are. But with all the people that have played, who is most kind of sort of similar to your character? I already know who I'm going to say. I'll let you say, and then we'll let ask Rob. We might be saying the same person. If, if I had I'm to go sure back. I'm sure we are. Uh, it, I'd pick Frank from your season, T-Bird. What? Oh, my God. No. But okay, okay, no, I, okay, okay. I, I've still got my I mean, name. I'm not, I'm not gonna change it. We are. Rob, we are not the Rob, same. Who do you say? We are not the same character at all. But but he's, uh, you know, yes. he didn't smile much, and he was kind of grumpy. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if. Uh, okay. Yes, but 
The only, the, there's a big difference. The big difference is you had your strategy from the start of when you even went to your casting, got your first call from Lynn, you had a strategy and you were going to play up the character. Frank was the character, but he didn't play up on the, you know, everything you did with being the, you know, gruff and crusty and all that. He, he really didn't do that. He didn't push people's buttons like you did. And you were doing it because that was your strategy. So I would say, I mean, didn't your, weren't you like operation, operation let other people crash and burn? I mean, wasn't that kind of what you were doing? And Frank wasn't really doing that. So I'm going to say that's a great, I love that you picked him because I love Frank. So yes, that's good. But Rob, who are you going to say? And then I'll tell you who I'm thinking. Uh, I think Randy's one of a kind. I, I really don't think that there is a comparison to Randy. Okay. Well, I'll tell you who I think then. Rudy! 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 Oh, yeah. I, I mean, that's, I, I uh, could see, yeah, I could see, I could see that. Uh, that's, so, that's quite the compliment. Uh, but, oh, absolutely, yeah, and, and, Rudy! And, 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 you know, being older and being uh, gruff mm-hmm. and... Uh, Comes with the territory. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of... But That's, I would say uh, uh, with Rudy, a little bit more is that Rudy, I feel like, just did not care. Uh, like, I, I don't even think he had, like, a lot of, like, disdain for people. Like, I, I just think that Rudy, like, could not have been bothered. He did not care about any of those people if they stayed or if they went. He was there. He was locked in on what the, him and Richard were going to do and his group. And anything else was like, uh, you know, uh, I don't even care uh, what them girls are uh, doing right now. Yeah. Like, they don't matter to me. Yeah, I hope I never see them again. You know, uh, it was, I don't, Rudy wasn't so much grumpy as he was just like so like intensely indifferent to anything else that he didn't care about. Yeah, but it, uh, it, like I said, it's it's flattering to be compared to him, Rudy the Great, because he was one of the pioneers, mm-hmm. and I was lucky enough to meet him and hang out with him a couple of times. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. What was he like? I never met him. I didn't didn't never. I never got the opportunity. So, you, what was your impression of him? Meet after meeting him, you saw the way he was edited on TV. Yes, that's exactly how he is <laughs> yeah. all the time. One hundred percent. He's he does not break character like like I can. Uh, he does not. He is. Uh, but he isn't a character like where you would say like, OK, I'm going to like play this up for this. Like Rudy doesn't play things up. No, he, he doesn't. I, <laughs> I remember. I think the, the first time I met him was at the Heroes Villains. Uh, premiere party out in LA mm-hmm. when they brought back Richard, yeah, Suhawk, uh, Rudy, and yeah. uh, what's her name, Kelly, Kelly. Uh, and I, I went up to Rudy and I said, "Rudy, man, you are the reason. You know, we're all here. You are the reason. There's hundreds of us at, at this party right now." And he was just so gracious. And hey, so, uh, so Rob, thank you for what you said. When I ask you, is there anything you wish you could take back? I love what you said about what you could take back from Crystal Cox. And so with that being said, now I want to ask you, 
What is the most cutting thing or hurtful thing that somebody said to you during the game, either Gabon or Heroes versus Villains? You know, it's if if you've watched Gabon more than once, you you probably remember when I voted out Crystal. Uh, when I held up my card, I called her a bitch. You know, that's nothing. Uh, she's not a bitch. It's, you know, in the heat of the game, if you call somebody a bitch or an asshole or or something like that, you know, that's just showing your dislike for somebody in the game. It, it's not personal. Um, you know, I did not like I did not like uh, sugar calling me a chauvinistic alcoholic bigot loser. Uh, and then laughed. You know, I, I've gotten over it, but, uh, you know, she got personal and I didn't. And, uh, you know, I didn't call her a failed actress. I didn't call Crystal a, a cheater in the Olympics. You know, I never made it personal. Uh, so, you know, that, that, you know, no one, no one likes seeing someone say that about them on national TV you know, two seconds before you lose a million dollars. So, you know, that hurt. Did your life change from being on Survivor? For a little time, little while, you know, that's, uh, yeah, and you applicants out there that think that all your problems and your life is going to get way better if all your problems will be solved and your life will be become great if you could just get the phone call and get on the show. Uh, I get got news for you. It's not going to happen. You, you'll you'll have fun for six months, but you know you'll go, you know, right back to where you were. It's not going to. You know, it's. I used to think, you know, all I need to do is get on Survivor. All I need to do is to qualify for Ironman or, or something like that. And my life is going to, you know, is going to be great, you know, and it, it was, it was an improvement for several months, but then, and then it's over and you are who you are and you're where you're at because you are where you are and you're probably going to stay there. And, you know, and hopefully that's not that bad. Uh, yeah. I'm, Randy, you know I, I think mean by that? yes, I, I definitely do. And I think you bring up a good point. And I don't think it only applies to Survivor, but I think as human beings, I think we're very prone to like if I if I just if I just lost those uh, last ten pounds, if I just like uh, you know got that person to text me back, or if I just had that job, then then I would be happy. Then everything would uh, come and, together. And- and you won't be. You're going to come right back around to where you are. You are who you are. I wish, you know, Powerball, if I won the $100 million Powerball, that would, you know, that's not going to change anything. You may, you may live in a nicer place and you may eat better meals and, and drive a, a nicer car. But what you are inside and what you think about is not going to change. It's just not. So uh, don't. Yeah, you guys don't. Yeah, don't pin, don't pin your dreams on getting on Survivor because odds are you're probably not going to get on it. And if you do get on, it's it's not going to help. Yeah. <laughs> what 
I would say though that and it sounds like that this is like a a more depressing message. Don't let your happiness be determined on the whims of you know somebody else's decision. You know, do the things, do the things to improve yourself to like get you the, the you know to, to make you a, a happier person. Find the things that you enjoy that you can control, as opposed to whether or not you know somebody at CBS casting or uh, Jeff Probst is gonna say give you the thumbs up to go play. In a season of Survivor, which may or may not ever even happen again, Randy. Yeah, I I, I tweeted back during the uh, could have been the finale of Winners at War, and I I tweeted during the episode. I said that it is very possible that this is the last episode of Survivor that we ever watch, mm-hmm. and. I don't think that's. I don't think I'm right, but it certainly is possible. Yeah, there's a non-zero chance because this, you know, this COVID crap could be around for yeah, a couple of years. You guys, I I got to interject. I got to interject here. Wow, here we are getting these. What am I trying to say here? I've, I'm I'm taking it back. I don't even know what to say. Here we're sitting talking to Randy Bailey. One of the villains. Yeah. If you want if you want to call him that. And he's given him this beautiful words to live by. And and you played off of that, Rob. You two guys talking. I'm like, that's amazing. And and let me tell you, but let me just throw this in. Randy and Rob, one thousand million trillion percent you're right. And people need to hear it. But with that being said, don't let that stop you from doing what you want to do, don't not do it because, well, I'll probably never get cast or there's a 100,000 other people because the best view comes after the hardest climb. And what you will regret is that you didn't keep applying. Mm-hmm. Like Randy kept applying and kept applying. What you will regret or be disappointed about with yourself is you didn't keep trying. Don't be disappointed if you don't get it because you know you did everything you could do to try to make it happen. So I just wanted to interject that. And you guys, I love that what you were just talking about. Don't wait to be happy uh that don't don't put it out on the because take it from randy of that you you if you're gonna wait for going on survivor to be happy well guess what that's gonna come and go and then it's gonna be over and you're gonna be back to being unhappy so figure out what it (laughs) takes to be happy now don't wait for it to be dependent on some other thing that uh may or may not even happen and with all that being said all I need is one a third try, and my life will be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. No, I, Absolutely. I want to. I want to say that. Uh, you know, it, it's funny that you know all all three of us have you know are are somewhat memorable. We had a good run on Survivor, and a few people remember us. But you know what? What's funny is is 15 years ago. I was making tapes twice a year trying to figure out how to crack the code. And you two guys, I idolized, you know, because mm-hmm. at the time there was only go on a hundred, <laughs> 150 or so survivors. And, and, uh, <laughs> y- you know, it's just, I'm, I'm not worthy. Actually, I am. I guess. Yeah, now you are. Now you, you are. are. Yeah. yeah, you are. But so Randy, I do want to say this too to Rob, because, you know, I'm reaching out to 
a lot of old school, but different people across the board to to get them to talk with with um, Rob and me. And there are a couple of people that I've worked so hard to get that want absolutely nothing to do with Survivor. And a lot of it's because they did not have, I know you said, you know, you'll have a good six month run, but there are people that didn't have a good six month run. So it could also backfire. And I don't want to be negative, but sometimes you wish so hard, you want something so badly and then you get it. And it's like, oh gosh, be careful what you wish for. So just kind of want to throw that in too. Teresa, I think that that is, I think that is more common then a happy ending story is is a is a bad result. Uh, you know, I, I remember years ago, I think it was during All Stars interviews, season eight, and I remember Boston Rob being interviewed, and I remember him saying, "And if you could give us a, a, a after I'm done telling you what he said, could you give give us a, a sure. impression, Rob?" Sure. He, he said. He said, Survivor does not define me. Survivor does not define me. Perfect. Yeah. And you know, I got I got news I got news for you, Mr. Boston Rob. It damn sure does define you. It defines me, it defines uh, T Bird to an extent, it defines Rob Sesternito to an extent. But for you to say that it does not define you, if if there's anybody on the planet who it defines, it defines you. There is a 20-foot-tall head in the middle of Fiji that looks a lot like you that says, this defines me. Uh, so like it or not, we are all – you know, we are all labeled. It does define us to an extent, uh, especially yeah. – Especially Mr. What's his name? <laughs> Rob Mariano, I believe. Mariano, yeah. yeah. All right, T Bird, oh, yeah. what else do you have for Randy? Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? I've got lots of stuff for Randy. Okay, no, don't so hang Randy. Up. I, can, I can do this all, all night. Right, well, I, I do want to ask you about this because I didn't realize this. I don't know if this was brought out on the show or not, but I noticed at the very start of Gabon, you wear your buff and you just look like it was in a weird kind. It was on your head. You wore it on your head. Was there a reason that you remember why you were wearing your buff wrapped around your head from the very beginning most of the time? Because I got a story if you don't remember. Why? Well, uh, I got a few stitches in my head the very first night, so I was using it as a compression bandage for the first week or week yes! or so. Well, did people? Well, what Gillian told me was that. The first night you walked into a pole because it was pitch black, you had to have stitches, and that was the reason that you had your buff on. And what Gillian said was production did not want that to be to come out in the show that you had stitches or had gotten hurt. Now I don't know if that's true or not, so I just thought that was kind of an interesting fun fact. Now they uh you know, whenever there's a whenever there's a scene with a lot of blood, it's gonna make the it's gonna make the show, I promise you. Whether whether it uh, has something to do with the plot line or not, which my head fortunately did not. It wasn't a problem at all. But, you know, they had to show it just in case I had to leave with an infection seven days later. Or they at least okay, had to so film they did it. Sh- they didn't have to show it. But, uh, did they show know, it? Did they? In- 
Oh yeah, they showed it. They they showed the they medical okay. team coming out. They showed uh, close-ups oh. of the of the laceration. They showed the stitches going in. Uh, what they didn't show was they loaded me up on antibiotics for about two weeks because uh, hopefully they didn't want me leaving. Mm-hmm. So no, they yeah, didn't they, want you leaving. You were their you were their number one rated star. They cast the whole the phone yeah, around you. They guy. didn't want you leaving. He's our nucleus. No, that's right. <laughs> that's right. But All right, at so least Randy. and Susie that for sure, but <laughs> at least yeah. All right, so Randy, I'm doing something a little differently with you. I've never done before. So Whoa. I want to play. Yeah, I want to play. I know Randy. I can tell your personality. You must love to play games. I want to play a little trivia game with, did you get to know your cast? Because I know you're a people person, so I just want to see how well you know the people that you played with. Are you me, good with that? Me, a people person? You got to be kidding. <laughs> yeah, All right, here I'm we ready. go. Just, I'm ready. Okay. Now, I'm just going to give you like a little whatever, and then you're going to tell me who this was from your season. All right. We'll start it out easy. Okay, 2004 Olympic gold medalist. That's beyond easy. Uh, actually, okay, on on. The cast, actually, on the cast of Gabon, I don't believe there was a gold medalist. <laughs> oh, okay. Is this well, just a trick question, T-Bird? Okay, for, okay, okay, forget that one. Forget that. Here we go. Here we go. What <laughs> if that was year? a trick question, <laughs> I got it right. <laughs> Yes. Which okay. which right, person wait. on Gabon is named Corinne Kaplan, Randy? <laughs> yeah, really. All right. So you just got a point for the first one. Okay. What year? What? Thank you. Break your up. What year did Crystal Cox play in the Olympics? Uh. <laughs> well, you just told me 2004, <laughs> didn't you? But were you paying did attention? Did I just say that? The, the first oh, question God. you asked was, uh, who was the 2004 <laughs> Olympic gold medalist? When was, when, was, when, was the, when was the War of 1812 fault, T-Bird? <laughs> okay, okay. So, so far, you're two for two. I guess I'm helping you out on these. Okay, they're going to get harder if I'll stop giving you the answers. Okay, okay, here we go. Here we go. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, who was the prof- professional gamer? On your season. <laughs> this is uh, Kenny, of course. Yeah, stop it, Rob. It's a new game. I gotta, I gotta tweak it. This is the first time I've done this. Okay, here it's gonna get harder. Here, who was the? Sp- who's laughing? I can't tell. Is it Rob or Randy or both? It's Rob. Okay, so Rob. I mean, Randy. Randy. Who was the sprint survivor of the season for your season? Who did they beat out, and how much money did they win? Okay, it's a three-part question. What's the first part? I, I didn't understand Who all of that. Who was the sprint fan favorite of the season? Oh, it was uh, Bob. Okay. Okay. Who, who did he Point beat? There. Okay. Who did he, he beat, beat out? The two people. He beat, he beat out Maddie and Sugar. Woohoo! Okay, and for how much how much money did was he given for that? Uh. The bastard made a hundred grand, <laughs> and he still couldn't pay for the cab fare. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, and right. with, with that question, you know, if if I win one point one million dollars, <laughs> mm-hmm. I I keep the million, 
And I split that hundred grand. Everybody in the jury that votes for yeah, me. Yeah, you're like a quarterback who like buys Rolexes for the offensive line. Right. Instead of. <laughs> uh, anyway. All right. Who was now? Th- who was from Atlanta, Georgia? Atlanta, Georgia. Which player? Marcus spent some time there. I know that. Uh, there stop may have there, been stop another there. one. Randy, stop there. Stop have there. you watched Marcus on this new show where he's trying to... No, uh, no, Rob, Rob, Rob. That's my next question. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. All right. Who competed on Fox's <laughs> Labor of Love? Oh, man. Oh, God. We just... Oh, man. Rob, this isn't going well. Over Randy. Okay. Yes. Of course I watched it. Of course I watched it. Yes. Okay. Did that woman get impregnated by Marcus? Yeah, I, I texted Marcus on the premiere. And uh, I just said, you know, I know you pretty good, Marcus. You look so incredibly uninspired by this chick. <laughs> and he, he texted me back. He just said, uh, your assessment is correct. <laughs> so... You know, they just, uh, yeah, it was, the the show was heavily, heavily produced. And no, he did not. He impregnated a cup in that, in that, in that uh, truck. Yeah, yes, yes. But he did not impregnate okay. the girl. All right. And I don't, I don't know if anybody did. I did. I quit watching after Marcus uh, got booted. Okay. All right. I just have a couple more and I'll, I will, pro- Rob, the next time I promise you, I'll tweak this game a little bit better. Okay. There is one of the guys, one of the, gosh, just gave that away. Okay. Of the cast of Gabon, there, <laughs> there's a grandson of a famous actor who favors Spencer Tracy. Who is the grandson? Uh, Maddie, of course. Yeah. What's, what is his grandfather's name? Whitmore. He was, no. uh, he played, uh. He was in Shawshank Redemption. I didn't see that. I know he was in Kiss Me, Kate, Oklahoma. He was in 1968 Planet of the Apes. James Whitmore. He, yeah, he was in a bunch of stuff. That's right. Yeah, he was a big guy. He looks, Google him, everybody. He looks like Spencer Tracy. Okay, very good. Okay, now, where were the Olympics held in 2004 that Crystal Cox competed in? I'm gonna Where? have to say I'm gonna have to say Atlanta. Nope. Gosh, we were going for a hundred percent. That was ninety six. Yeah. Uh, was it a? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Did he? Was it was Athens, Athens wasn't it? Not Athens, Georgia. Not <laughs> Athens, Georgia. Yeah. Yes, it yeah. was Athens. That's right. Okay, okay. I got right, two more. This is the last I got one? two more. <laughs> okay. No, I got two more. Come on, Rob. I got, I'll do better next time. All who, right. who, who turned down heroes versus villains due to work obligations? This is the easiest test. Corinne, of course. I mean, we talked every day that, you know, during the entire casting. Would your game have changed, by the way, if Corinne had been out there with you on yeah. heroes versus villains? I my game would not have changed, but I, I I'm uh I'd be I would have been amazed if I was voted out with her there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay. 
I mean, it, it right, was just, so, it was so stupid for them to vote me out. I don't know what they were thinking. <laughs> okay. Definite sure. All right. One more question for Randy T Bird. Well, okay. Uh, so, which Olympic event did Crystal Cox? <laughs> well, never mind, because never mind. All these questions are bad. Yeah, why never are mind, they, you obsessed question. with Crystal Cox in the Olympics? Yeah. Well, I well, I just was trying to pull all these ten questions together, and I kept finding these easy questions like who won the sprint survivor of the season, who was a professional gamer, you know, all these questions. I'm like, oh, he's going to know that, and then me, I started giving you the, you the answers to the questions. Since you're obsessed with Crystal, let me tell you a a quick Crystal story that I don't think I've ever told anywhere. All right. Anywhere. This was – I saw Crystal during casting, which is pretty easy to to pick her out. She was the only six-foot-four woman there. And uh, as soon as I got home from casting, I started going to Survivor Sucks and Reddit and reading – everything about casting. And I found that crystal was a finalist in season 16. And, uh, I think she was an alternate for season 16 fans versus favorite. And, you know, she's a, she was a big fan. And so I read all about her, uh, you know, a month before mm-hmm. we got on a plane, I, I knew about her 11 year old daughter. I, I, you know, I knew about her going to North Carolina. I knew about her going to finals for season 16. And I also knew her birthday, which was March 28th. And uh, that first night, si- sleeping, sitting in the, hut, in the hut, telling stories and stuff, Crystal, for some reason, asked me when my birthday was. And just for grins, I told her March 28th. And when I said that... Her eyes lit up and she hugged me and high fived me. And that was my way of, I figured out a way to bond with her. Uh, you know, a few days later, I figured it, figured out that I didn't like her and didn't really care. But uh, mm-hmm. is that but, a good uh, move, Randy? That if you can find out what somebody's birthday is, tell them that you have the same birthday so that they like you instantly? She liked it. She liked it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's something that you share that you have in common. I think that's a great icebreaker. Hey, no, again, but, but, brilliant. But March 28th, T-Bird, March 28th is not my birthday. <laughs> no, no, I know that. I know, no, 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 I know. But she didn't know that. Hold on, Randy, I have a trivia it. question for you. What day of the year is Crystal Cox's birthday? Uh, uh, March... <laughs> Eighth. <laughs> no, no, March March twenty eighth. You're very close. No, and, right, and I, knew, I, I knew everything about Crystal just it, just in case I needed it. Not I where knew, her, I, she went to the Olympics. I knew <laughs> back then. I knew her daughter's name. I've forgotten it now. Uh, and they even uh, you know the at some point in the season i i can't remember you know and it, you know crystal was so bad at everything she did everything she did she even sucked at the auction uh, that you know that the the producers wanted the the gold medalist in the olympics to to come out somehow and and that was just so such a non issue nobody cared you know she couldn't she couldn't dunk a basketball in a 4 foot goal from 2 feet away 
Uh, and the, the producers were telling me, were, were inter- interviewing me about Crystal and telling me what, what to say. And I had all these confessionals like, you know, I, uh, you know, I follow the Olympics fairly closely. And I think I recognize, you know, that, that one is, as you know, Crystal from the four by 200 relay or whatever, you know, they, they never, they never used any of it, of course, because it, uh, nobody cared that she was in the Olympics. Nobody believed it either. Mm-hmm. Actually, my last question that he was just, uh, Randy, you were just kind of like was stumbling on. My last question to my game was, which event did she win the gold medal? And then I realized I worded it wrong. And I should have said, which event did Crystal Cox actually participate in? And, and I guess the reason I'm talking about Crystal so much is because I actually reached out to her, Randy, and I wasn't sure. I mean, like I said, I reached out. I wasn't sure the reaction I would get from some people. Everybody was amazing. And she reached out to me immediately. I've never met her at all. She reached out to me immediately. And we had a conversation on the phone for quite a while. And the things she said about you, even though y'all, you know, she said she had 12 years to defuse everything. but. It was, she was really a delight. It was, so that's, you know, I guess that's why I circled so much around. Crystal Crystal Cox on the brain. Yeah. Yeah, I know. She's a sweetheart. I've got no beef with Crystal. Yeah. And if, you know, looking back on it, when, when there was eight people left in the game, right when I got voted out, uh, I found out since that Kenny and all of them wanted to get Bob out, but I was too much of a liability because, you know, I was threatening to burn down the jungle and all that stuff. But if, if, if Corinne and I had, had gone to, uh, Crystal and Kenny and just said, Hey, let's the four of us run the show. We would have, that, that was another of the biggest, mis- but I couldn't, uh, I couldn't see the forest for the trees at, at that point. I was, I was the game had not gone the way I wanted it to with with Marcus and Charlie being voted out. Uh, but, you know, even even when I got voted out, there was a way, you know, if I'd gone up to Crystal and just said, hey, look, you don't like me. I don't like you, but we can go to the end together. Uh, yep. I think you're right, because you and Corinne were close. I mean, I talked to Corinne and Crystal and Kenny. You know, Crystal was really close with Kenny. She tells me that they have a, had a really good relationship. And for some reason, what she said about him is because she was so much, um, she was had such a stature over him that she just felt like she wanted to protect him, which I thought was interesting. So she said whenever she talks to Kenny, they pick right up. So I agree with what you're saying if the four of y'all had come together. Now, unfortunately, I can't follow up with Bob Crowley at this time to get his opinion because he was the only one that did not follow up with me. I'm sure because it's a busy time. Mm-hmm. That, that would be, <laughs> that, that is, uh, that just tickles me. I, I love that. Uh, of anyone, of anyone not to respond or say something, uh, uh, you, you know, if he, if he came, if, if he came out and said something nice about me, that would crush me. Uh, but mm-hmm. the, the fact that he abstained is, is this makes your day. Yeah. Oh, it's wonderful. Okay. All right. T-Bird, a- anything else for Randy? No, Randy, okay. you know, this, you're a, you're a perfect example of things are not always as they appear. 
uh, you, my friend, are a perfect example of that. I love you dearly. Some of the things that you have said today on this podcast, I mean, I don't want to ruin your the image you've had, but you know, you've said some great things that I know a lot of people are going to want to hear. And I, I take it all back. Yeah. Oh, great. The side that we've seen today is, is I love you to pieces, but you already know that. Well, thank so. you so much, T-Bird, and, and your, uh, your effort two and a half years ago. Is it two and a half years ago or three and a half years ago when you tried to help me get to uh, New Hampshire for Dan's funeral? Uh, I will never forget that effort. And Rob, believe it or not, you were involved with that also. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you remember? I, and, and Everyone thank, did the podcast. Too, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and what some of the viewers don't know, because uh, a, a flight to, to New Hampshire at the time was like, you know, with no notice, was like fourteen hundred dollars. You know, T Bird stepped up with a Delta plane ticket for, I think, free, if I'm not mistaken, or or just taxes or something like that. And Rob came out and just said, "RHAP, you, you know, I, I think you offered me, you know, like four hundred dollars here. You said take it." Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, do you remember that? Uh, that sounds, sounds familiar. Well, wow. it happened. So, yeah. And, uh, you know, to, to put a period on the story, there was a, uh, the only, uh, the only flight that I could get there with was going through Atlanta and there was an ice storm in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And, yep. uh, yep. the, the ticket that T-Bird gave me was a one that she gets that, that was a standby ticket, I think. And uh, I didn't know whether I should go or not because of the ice storm. I didn't, you know, the only thing worse than not going to Dan's funeral would would have been to, you know, be in a plane crash uh, or spend the night in Atlanta or something like that. Anyway, T-Bird somehow had access to your magic eight ball. Yeah. And we asked it, should I go to the She has her own. Oh, she does. Yes. It's from Rob. Rob sent it to me way back in like 2000, a long time ago. Yes. I love it. Got well, it right here on my desk, Randy. I love it. We asked the eight ball whether or not I should go. And I, I don't even remember what happened, but. Uh, it must have said go. I think it did say go. And uh, whether or not I would have made it to New Hampshire or not, we'll never know. But uh, I didn't even attempt it. Yeah, I, I I should have. I wished I had. Mm-hmm. No, but. Randy, it was no. It you didn't have much time to pull it all together because I think Dan had passed away on December thirty first. It was two thousand sixteen. We you only had like a day or two to try to figure out how to get there. And when the ice storm, it it we talked about it quite a while. And it just as much as you wanted to do it, it just didn't seem like it was coming together. But that you made the effort that you did was it was it was beautiful, really, really beautiful. Hey, let's end on another note. Yes. Do I need to ask the eight? Do I need to ask the eight ball anything? Because I've got it right here. <laughs> I've got it right here. If y'all need anything answered. No. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I have my own. I- I'm good. I want to know, Randy, <laughs> do, uh, do you want to give all of your plugs for people to follow you on social media and keep up with everything oh, you're God. doing? Yes. Rob, I got I to gotta interject one thing. Sorry, Randy, but this is all for Randy. Randy 
And Randy, please don't get mad at me for saying this. Please. Randy's on Cameo now. What? Yes. Randy is on Cameo now. And can you imagine what a thrill that will be for people to be able to hook up with Randy on Cameo? So give us the Cameo. It's Cameo Randy Bailey. Go ahead and give us that. Uh, just f- go to Cameo.com and, and uh, click on Reality TV and Survivors and you'll see my my face. Yeah. And you'll see you'll see Rob's face and uh, you'll see Boston Rob and you'll see Coach and... Uh, you know, and I and I used to think that that cameo was was just for narcissistic pigs, mm-hmm. and it, it's actually not. Uh, I've done uh, five or six of them, yeah. only, and the people are thrilled. They're so happy. To, uh, they're they're so one. happy, yeah. and they are thrilled to dish out a nominal amount of money for for you just to say happy birthday and. Um, I don't feel I don't feel like a narcissistic pig anymore. It's mm-hmm. it's fun. Yeah. All right. The great so. Randy Bailey, everybody. Randy, thank you so much. Thank you for uh answering the phone the second time around and uh talking with us uh so long this afternoon. I'm glad I did. And uh I'm gonna put you on the spot now, Rob. Yes. And you're you're welcome to say no. But if and when Survivor 41 premieres, I want the recap show. The recap week one? Sure. I'll agree to that. I'll agree to that. But no funny business of like, uh, I'll agree to it, but then... But then also then then say you can't find me. We're doing it for real then. It's it's a date. I look forward to it. All right. And you you need to have Taylor on second back to back. Uh, Well, you guys are such the yin and the yang. Yeah, some some guy made a... uh, a parody of of the two of us, and and mm-hmm. it was a work of art. Yes, yeah, uh, that was a good one. Cr- cr- wait, wait, I'm back I, up. What am I? I'm like alternate backup, like on second chances. Oh man, <laughs> I you're not backup. I remember you were interviewing <laughs> Allie Lasher. Yes, and you play you played the the love 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 yeah. parody with me and T Bird, and and she got to giggling and and couldn't stop. It was uh, that yeah. was funny. Okay. That was classic. All right. Hey, hey, Rob, let me tell Randy this. So, Randy, when we wanted to get you on, Rob would send me messages and saying, what if he hangs up? I don't, I'm don't. i like, oh, he's not going to hang up. He said, T-Bird, what if he hangs up? Do you have another guest ready? I'm like, no, I don't have another guest ready. I have Randy. He said, well, do, can you get him for 30 minutes, at least 30 minutes? Because we got to have longer than like you. That's why I thought I got to do it the longest opening because if he hangs up, that's all we've got. Yeah, that would be a short show. It was a long that's opening, right. but that would be a short podcast. Well, and the reason, yeah, we- the, the, the reason I initially didn't want to do it is because the, the way I look at talking with T-Bird, it's, it's for you guys to, uh, to find obscure survivors that you haven't heard from in mm-hmm. five or more years. I'm on Twitter yeah. every day. Both yeah. of you guys are in my phone. I am not the ideal candidate for talking with T-Bird, even though I've enjoyed it and it was great, but mm-hmm. uh, I am not the stereotypical guest. Yeah. Uh, so that's but Randy, why I but you are. That's why I initially said. But you're. But if you ahead. had hung up, if but you're, we, you are the perfect guest because now this Two hours that we've had to chat, people can see other sides of you that we see that they've never seen. 
So this is, I mean, usually you're doing these hilarious, funniest tweets and all that, but this has gotten, this has been real. Mm-hmm. Oh, hold on. So anyway, I just want to add go. that in. Oh, it's, it's, it's thank been Thank you, Randy. What was that? I, I said, hear. thank you, Randy. Thank oh, you, thank you, welcome. thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes. One quick, one yes. quick question about uh, your website. When someone would do an interview and stuff, I always used to enjoy going back and underneath where you click on the audio or video or whatever would be a comment section. And I used to love reading the yeah. 100 or 200 <laughs> yeah. comments uh, of, yeah. of hate mm-hmm. and love. For me, and, and where'd those go? Too much hate. Too much hate. Had to shut it down. Internet, Internet's on probation. Okay. <laughs> yeah. People want to write hateful I, things. They could go on the Survivor Reddit or Twitter or go go where, go oh, any other be, place. It'll be on Reddit. It'll be on Reddit I don't need sure. to give people a platform to spew what they don't like. Well, you've, you've learned, uh, like we all have, just not to let it bother you because it's... it's it's, you know, it's it, I, it doesn't bother me. I just that uh, in all seriousness, I don't want the guests to sort of like read like negative uh, comments like, oh, I don't want to go back on there because people are don't like uh, like have to talk crap about me. And then also, like, I, I don't have to give a platform to people to be able to talk about what they don't like. That's a good point. They, That's a good you point, you but... have your own platforms. Yeah. Go wherever you want. You have social media. Go write. Go write what you don't like. Uh, I I don't have to pay money to host a website for you to talk about my, how my stuff sucks. Oh, you're. How could you believe that your stuff sucks? No, uh, well, you know, I, I, well, I, I, I it's not that it, but that for like, why do I have to have five hundred comments of people and you know, and forty of them are like. Uh, you know, Stephen Fishback is an, is a moron. You know, well, um, he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Rob, you walked. Rob, you walked right into that, and you know mm-hmm. you did. Well, a, a perfect example of what you're talking about is when we back in the day when we did the gig where I'd get pissed off and I'd cut yes, you out yes. and hang up. There would literally be fifty people that commented that they they didn't appreciate it. Yeah, and then there'd be fifty people that think it's the greatest thing in the world and you know anything is going to have lovers and haters anything Mm -hmm. and any contestant is going to have lovers and haters i'm i you know there's there's probably people out there that don't like t-bird never it's impossible right okay all right everybody the great randy bailey randy thank you so much okay thank you guys it was a blast it's good to uh catch up with you thank you randy Bye, T-Bird. Bye, sweetheart. Love you. Love you, too. All right, T-Bird. There you go. Randy Bailey. Yes, okay. that, was, that was good. All right. It was good. T-Bird. All right. Uh, we went so long with Randy. Running out of time. Uh, we got to wrap, wrap this up. Anything else that you want to say for the listeners? No, I want to say I hope they enjoy the interview with Randy. I did. He said some things that like I'm like, whoa. Yeah. So... Okay. Anyway, our first player from Gabon. First player from Gabon. Season 17. Okay. Coming in strong, King of Gabon. All right, and then you're working on and you get another one coming up uh, real soon, right? Yes. Yes, I am. And I think it, listeners are going to be excited about that. Oh, God. I wanted to mention I had an idea really quickly. What about this? Well, actually, it's not my idea. Lauren from Dallas, Texas, school teacher from Dallas, Texas, sent me a suggestion. I love getting all these suggestions about having survivor superlatives. I told her I talked with you about mm-hmm. it. Have you ever done that before? 
Survivor Superlatives, okay. like a yearbook? Well, no, we're, so you and I, maybe we'd have a guest come on at different times, and then we'd pick like, you know, most competitive person, best, you know, best laugh, most misunderstood, most optimistic. Mm -hmm. And we could just kind of have, it's called uh, Survivor Superlative. So she sent me that idea. I thought that could be something fun for a show one day, like get, you know, one or two other guests with us. And ahead of time, we talk about, we, we have the superlatives, we have the categories and then mm. the four of us or whoever the three of us whoever's on here will come up with who they think and then we'll get together and talk about it just an idea think about it all right, I'll see think what the listeners it. think about it I'll think about it okay okay all right t-bird of course you can follow the great at t-bird cooper on the twitter t-bird uh, is that the same on instagram also yep t-bird cooper on okay. instagram T-Bert, uh, great work once again. Really appreciate everything that you do to make this happen uh, time after time. You're welcome, Rob. I enjoy it. Yes. Okay. Enjoy our time together. All right. And of course, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, of course, thanks to the patrons of Rob's Podcast for all their support to make these shows happen as well. You can find out more about everything we're doing on Patreon, our patron-only podcast feed, our patron community, and more at robbiswebsite.com slash patron. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. If you stay.